Well, we're getting ready to be married 25 years. That's awesome. I was so excited this time 25 years ago. I couldn't hardly wait for the 26th to get here. Man, we were just young and thin. I was skinny back then. You can actually tell I had a face. Yeah, that's the mama talking there. God's good. I love this life living for the Lord, and I'm thankful for all that it has afforded me, even the, the, just the natural things that have come into my life because one night I decided to fall in that altar and give my life to Him. God has been good to me. Tonight, if you have your Bibles, if you'll turn with me to Matthew chapter 6, and we'll start at verse 5, and tonight we're going to... Uh, Look at one more of those strands of that threefold cord. We're going to talk about prayer tonight. We're going to talk about when we pray. And so if you have your Bibles, you'll follow with me. Matthew 6, verse 5. And Jesus said, and when? Everybody say when. You know what it means? You know what when means? It's like whenever I get some money, I'll buy that. Can't buy it till I got So when I have money. We'll eat when it's done. You can't eat before it's cooked. It's got, there's a, that when means something's it's going to have to, there's a time for it to happen. And so Jesus said, when thou prayest. So it's an expectation. Expect you to do it. Thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before you ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And So tonight we're going to talk about uh, when you pray or when we pray. What happens when we pray? Let's pray together. Thank you, Lord, right now for your word, for the faith that it inspires, for the strength that it gives us day to day. Lord, let it find good ground so we can have understanding that we can be more like you and that we can be ready to meet you when you come. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. He's worthy of it. We ought to thank God for the power of prayer, for the gift of prayer, for the privilege of prayer. You know, privilege is a time where we get to go before the king. And back in the days of Scripture uh, that we read about, you didn't just approach the king uh, 
anytime you felt like it, you had to make a petition, and then he may not decide to see you, and if you showed up and he didn't think, feel favorable that day, you could lose your life. But the Lord said that now we can come boldly before the throne of grace so that we can find help in our time of need. And, and so prayer is such a privilege for us. We don't even uh, understand how wonderful maybe sometimes it is that we can spend time in prayer and understanding what the Scripture says the benefits of prayer are. Uh, too many times I feel like prayer is, is addressed only when there is need. And uh, I said this to somebody, I'm not even sure who I was talking to very long ago, but, you know, I don't want to become a prayer vending machine where that uh, the only time I pray is when somebody punches the button and says, hey, I'm sick, can you pray? Or, hey, this is going on, can you pray? And that's the only time I pray. I don't want to be a, a prayer vending machine where uh, the only time I pray is when somebody's in need. But understanding that prayer is communication with me and the Lord. It's a time of uh, when I get to commune with him and I get to hear from him and, and he's going to hear from me, of course. Um, now, some people, I, I want to say this right off the bat, that uh, there's a lot of people who, when they read this scripture, when Jesus was talking about enter into your closet, they say, see, we're not supposed to pray together. But there's so much, so many examples of corporate prayer in the scripture that uh, that's, that argument is not even relevant. So if anybody's ever told you, well, the reason I don't come to prayer meeting is because I don't believe in praying in a room full of people. Because that ain't right. That ain't the Bible. Jesus said for me to go by myself into my closet. Well, I don't know very many people that actually go get in a closet and pray anyway. Uh, but um, he's not just talking about uh, this is the only way people are going to pray. He's talking about the individual must have their own prayer life. And he's, uh, he's addressing in each situation because there's some that say, that's why I don't do that 40-day fast, that, that corporate fasting, because the Lord said I'm supposed to do that in secret. Well, you should have your own fasting time. But you should also be able to, like they did many times in the Scripture, where whole cities fasted. Nineveh fasted. <laughs> Animals Fasted. They, nobody get off the hook on that one. Everybody, uh, there ain't no hay in the barn for you, buddy. Uh, so, uh, you know, everybody was fasting. It was a corporate fast. Of course, we know that the church was birthed with about 120 in an upper room praying together. Yeah. So uh, don't mistake what Jesus is saying here about, I'm trying to make sure you understand, you don't ever pray where anybody can hear you or see you or nothing. But your own prayer life is for you. If the only time you want to pray is like those hypocrites who just, I got to make sure I'm louder than everybody else and people can hear my eloquence. And well, you got to never worry about that with me because I'm not eloquent. Um, I, I, I will say ain't when I'm praying. So uh, ain't that right, Lord? You know it. The Lord knows. But. There are times that uh, we should pray and have our time of prayer. And there's one thing about that. It says, and your Father which seeth in secret will reward you openly. Well, if he sees me when I pray, he sees me when I don't pray. Yeah. Hmm. Right, right. 
You know, so I, I, I like to think the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. It says in his ears are listening to their cries. Well, there's a twofold thing going on. He's watching and listening. He's watching and listening. And so, uh, of course, we know that prayer is vocal, so we expect that hearing, but he's also watching. And it says, and your father which seeth in secret. You know, there's some things that the scripture tells me that God sees a lot differently than people see. And so when we pray, we need to remember that God's not only listening to what we say, he's seeing. That's maybe why Jesus referred to Isaiah when he talked to the Jews and said, he prophesied well of you when he said, uh, with their lips, they honor me, but their heart is far from me. And he's saying because, yeah, he hears what's coming across, but he also sees in your heart. And so remember when you pray that God is not only listening, he is looking. And he sees uh, you while you pray. And so I want to make sure tonight that when I pray, I am praying. I want to fashion myself according to the things that the Lord said to do. And I want to encourage the church to be a praying church. I want each saint to be a praying saint. You need to be. I don't know how long you've been living for God, but if you stop praying, you'll start dying. That's a fact. You you hadn't got built up so much speed coming down the hill that you can coast all the way to heaven. You are going to have to, you stop praying and it's like the brakes get put on. You headed toward the ditch. You're not, you're getting off the road. You're fixing to lose direction and understanding and uh, you're about to lose faith. Uh, There's a lot of benefits to praying. So we talked about prayer, uh, not just it alone, but it being coupled or tripled here with um, giving and with fasting, so it's part of that threefold cord. Ecclesiastes four and twelve tells us that a threefold cord is not quickly broken. It does it. It takes a little time. It, it works, and most things will give up before it breaks. And that's a good thing to know that if you are doing these things, that you are equipping yourself to stand. The Bible tells us in many places we need to endure, and so that means uh, endure hardness. And uh, Jesus said, he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. So that means God's people have got to have a little toughness about them. Not hard-heartedness, toughness. And so what helps to toughen us up, to give us endurance, is not just one of these actions, but many of these actions. And there's, of course, many other scriptures that we apply to our life because we want to walk according to the word. But I see three very big things here that bring a reward. And that doesn't just mean in cash form. There are many other rewards that we get because of our life lived for God. When we give, it comes back right. We talked about that again this weekend, but it's not always monetary, uh, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, but it's uh, blessings and peace and comfort and, and joy and goodness, all these things that come along with those things, and that's the same way with prayer. A lot of the rewards of prayer, it's not monetary, but it's seeing miracles happen. It's seeing lives change. It's you feeling better. We're going to talk, get more into that in just a moment. And so uh, this right here is the red and black. This is the words. This is the word of the Lord. When you pray, he's expecting it, and he talks about rewards. So when I see Jesus requesting uh, this action in my life, 
It's his word. It is Matthew 6, 5 through 15, what we just read. It is the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. When I read about faith, when faith, when praying is preached from the word of God, it should help build our faith in prayer and help us to understand that maybe I don't really know how prayer works, but the word says it does. Uh, I don't know how God made that happen, but I know I prayed it and it came to pass. I don't know how he made that tumor disappear, but I prayed and it happened. It was faith in prayer. You've got to have faith in prayer, not just faith that he can save you. Of course, I don't even know how you really believe that he has saved you if you don't have faith in prayer. So uh, we believe in praying. We believe what prayer does. We have faith in prayer because it's the word. In Mark 4 and 20, Jesus said uh, in the parable of the sower that when the word is sown uh, on good ground, when you hear the word and receive it, you're going to bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60, and some 100. So now that I know that praying is from the word of God, I want to receive every word there is about prayer so I can bring forth fruit. I don't want to have an unfruitful prayer life. So I must receive what the word says about prayer in my heart, in my life, in good ground. We're made from the ground. Be good ground. Let the word get there. Don't doubt it. Don't dispute it. Don't kick it out. Don't say that ain't for me. Let your heart, let your life be good ground. And when the preached word of God goes forth, say, you know what? I'm going to put that into action. I'm going to start laying hands on the sick and see them recover. I'm going to pray, and God's going to bless. God's going to move because his word said he would. Now, in Mark 11 and 17, the Lord, uh, as he goes into the temple, begins to cast out the money changers and those that sold doves, different things. And when he begins to teach, he says, Is it not written that my house shall be called of all nations the house of prayer? So, He's talking, of course, about the temple there. But now I know that uh, the house, his house is not just this house, but his house is this house. Greater is he that's in me. That's what it says. There's one God and Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. And then know ye not that your body is the of the Holy Ghost. And who's the Holy Ghost? Well, come on. It's his house. So this house shall be called a house of prayer. And so if we take this scripture to apply, we say it don't matter where you're from. Uh, This house is designed to be a house of prayer, uh, a house of communion with him. It's, uh, It's a dwelling place for the most high, for the creator. And so this is where he needs to be. And if he's here, this body should be praying. This body should be praying. If we're dead, we're not praying, but we're not dead. So we're praying. And so we want to pray by ourselves and we want to pray together. We want to pray when things are good. We want to pray when things, of course, are bad. But I don't want to just wait till everything's dying and going to pieces before I start praying. I want to talk to God and, and uh, you know, just... Remind him, I love you. I'm here. I'm glad for what you've done. I'm thankful for you. I want to just talk to him uh, and make sure that me and him have open communication. 
There's nothing worse than, you know, sometimes if you hadn't seen somebody in a while, it's, it's a little awkward. There's a little silence there. You know how to, how to start up? I don't want to say that. Well, you know, it's the same way people get with God. Yeah. I've been so long since I pray. I don't know what to say. Well, I'll just sit here and be, what are you doing? I'm praying. No, you're not. You're thinking, but you're not praying. You know, well, you're praying silently, but, uh, you know, you don't move your mouth when you pray. You know, I, uh, sometimes that we pray in our heart. I know that because we're somewhere. We can't just be walking around praying out loud without getting you know somebody shooing us along or running us out or calling the law on us. You know, it's, I know understand that you can't just have prayer meeting everywhere you go. And so I know that there is silent prayer. Don't get me wrong, but talk to God because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And I believe when your heart is full with the love of God and the Holy Ghost that He shed abroad on us, I believe that our mouth should open up and say, Thank you, Lord. Uh, and and, and the, when we know that it's Him that we rely on, that we can say, Lord, I really need help with this. We come to Him, we ask, Well, He already knows what I need. Uh, I, I don't like to talk. Hey, you better learn to talk to God. Don't, you, you don't get, that, get to play that card with Him. Introvert, extrovert, I don't care what kind of vert you are. You need the Lord. And you better learn to talk to him. Well, I mean, I knows I'm just real quiet type. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You better start talking to God. Better pray. Better have a prayer life. He expects it. And you are going to lack if you don't pray. If we don't pray, we will lack. We will struggle. You know what? When you stop praying, you'll start doubting. And you'll start doubting the very basic beliefs that you've held on to, so strong things that you believe for years. All of a sudden, uh, it, you'll see how easy they can slip through your face when you stop praying. Yeah. Yeah. I can't hear. Is this thing cutting in and out? Uh, that thing was working good before service. So one of y'all is making this thing cut out. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So there are in, uh, benefits from prayer. Benefits from prayer. Look, uh, pull Philippians four and six and seven up. We 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 quote this a lot. Paul's writing to the church. He said, "Be careful for nothing, or be anxious for nothing. Don't." Uh, be anxious for nothing. That's hard to grasp. Easier, one of those easier said than done things. But he's saying, I'm not just saying it empty. I'm now. I'm going to let you know what you do. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And then he says, and the peace of God which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. So don't be anxious. Don't, don't just fall apart. And, he, and you won't go, why, Paul? How's that going to work? Hang on, I'll tell you. But in everything with prayer. Oh. So he, he tells you first, don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Don't be scared. Don't be fearful. Don't let it drive you crazy. Don't let you, don't, don't, uh, what do they say? Don't lose your cheese that's over it. Don't go crazy. Don't get off the rails. Don't, uh, you know, uh, because that's the first reaction. He knows. 
that that is a human's first reaction. It didn't just start with our age. It was in their church too that people were nuts and people were crazy and people quit and walked away and did things and all the time. It happened then too just like it does now. And he's, he's trying to fix this. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, the only way you'll get to that point is by in every single thing, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Now, he says, and the peace of God. So that peace is coupled. It comes along with that prayer. You remember Jesus talking about, and your father which seeth in secret shall reward you openly. When the peace of God that passes all understanding is on you, people see that. When they see you not losing your mind, when the rest of the world is burning down, that's rewarded openly. And that is one of the rewards that comes through praying. When you pray and talk to God, the peace of God that passes all understanding Nobody can get it. Nobody will, you know, so, so quit trying to convince people of it. He said it passes all understanding. You can't tell them and make them believe why unless they know what it's like for themselves. And so it passes all understanding, and it will keep your hearts and your mind. Now, the heart and mind are two of the most important battlefields in life because when if your mind gets out of control and you start thinking all kind of crazy stuff, man, where that mind goes, the body will follow. And if your heart gets hard and your heart gets cold and your heart gets full of things it shouldn't, the Bible says that's where all these actions come from, out of the heart. For out of the heart of men proceed, and he begins to list all these things that happen. So uh, one, here's the things that the blessings and benefits of prayer is that when we pray, uh, it's going to help us from f- losing it and freaking out every time we get a, a bad phone call, bad news, bad report, whatever. Uh, when man, something's going on, uh, you know, I mean, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard the car making this noise. What's it going to be? It's probably going to be ten thousand dollars. Going to have to fix it. Going to have to buy a new car. Going to go in debt again. You know what it is? You got a little old bolt loose and there's a flap banging up under the hood. Twenty five cent screw, fix it. But you've already lost your mind. Because it can't be one more thing. And the peace of God passes all understanding. Will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. It'll keep you from saying things you shouldn't say. It'll keep you from doing things you shouldn't do. It will help your heart and your mind. And listen prayer helps you win the victory of the battles that are going on in your heart and in your mind because the enemy knows if I can pollute their mind and if I can just turn their hearts and and get them cold and get them where they're not thinking right and if I can plant this little seed of doubt in their mind I can stop them but prayer with God communion with God helps you win the victory of the heart and the mind that's an open reward when we pray When you get down to pray, whether it's in corporate prayer, whether it is in your prayer closet or in your car, wherever it is you're finding time to pray and talk to God. Listen, when you're going down the road and you're praying out loud to God, what do you think people driving by think? 
Well, of course, now they might think you're on Bluetooth. I don't know. But, you know, but, you know used to be people see, you, you see your mouth going on. A lot of times if we're praying, we're going down the road crying, crying and talking in tongues, going down the road and trying to hold on to the wheel. And, but when we pray like that, when we get down for a time of prayer, you can't see anybody there to meet you. This is my prayer time with God. I don't see nobody but you in that closet. Well, I know. I don't see him, but he's here. I don't see him, but he's listening. I don't see him, but he's watching. You are confirming to God. When you take time and set it aside, you're not just there to speak empty words out into the air. You're not just talking to hear yourself talk. But when you set aside time to pray with God, friend, that is faith. And you are confirming to him. I believe in you. I don't see you. I don't even see an answer yet. But I believe you. And I believe the answer's on the way. That is faith in God. And that is exactly what Jesus said for us to have. In Mark chapter 11... In verse 22, after they had witnessed this fig tree drying up that Jesus had cursed, they were marveling. They just, look how the fig tree you cursed is withered away. And Jesus says, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. And that is some powerful, powerful words. And let me tell you, when a mountain moves, people notice. People are going to see something's different. When a mountain moves in your life, people will notice something has gone on. That is rewarded openly. Jesus will uh, bless us and we will be rewarded openly. People are going to see that something's going on in your life and then you can give God all the glory. That's letting your light shine so that people will see these good works and glorify your Father in heaven. God gets the glory for this stuff. We can't say, well, yeah, I prayed and, and I did this. I prayed and God did this. So then he says in verse 24, Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when you pray, here it is again, when you pray, because if you ain't praying, don't be expecting. Don't be expecting nothing if you ain't praying. God ain't doing nothing for me. Well, that ain't true. Because he lets you, he's, you still breathing. But, you know, how come, how come I ain't getting... Uh, healings in my life. How come I ain't seeing this situation work out? How come, are you praying? Well, no, I don't pray. There you go. But he said he already knows what I need. He does. But you know what also he, also he said? When you pray. Hey. Hey, child, when you pray. You ever looked at your kid and they're staring at you and you're like, what? It's like they want you to read their mind. Well, I, I, I wanted something to eat. Then why didn't you say you was hungry? I just figured you knew. Or they come in there going, 
I don't have any clothes to wear. Did they need washing? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? I just thought you would come and look under my bed. Yeah. You got to tell me. I'd have washed them. I've seen them rummaging around. I can't find these socks. Can't find this. Are your clothes dirty? Why didn't you tell somebody? Sometimes God's going, why didn't you ask? Why didn't you say something? Why didn't you pray? Because if you love me and you say you, you do, don't you know what my word says? He says, what things soever you desire when ye pray. Now, when you pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. Man, you're going to have faith in God. You're going to see miracles. You're going to be rewarded, but it's all hanging on that one word, when. It's got to happen. You've got to pray. And when you pray, you've got to believe that you receive it. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going to pray. I don't know how good it's going to do. I don't know if it'll, be any, if it'll work. Uh, I don't even know if you're listening. I don't even, you know. You've got to pray in faith and believe God's listening. You've got to believe that even though you can't see him, he's there. I have not ever seen Jesus. But just like Peter said, even though I haven't seen him, I love him. And you know what? Even though I haven't seen him, I rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Because, man, I have seen the results of praying to this unseen God. He's not an unknown God. He's an unseen God. And I'm glad I know him today, even if I haven't seen him. I said this in prayer the other night that you know, Jesus made that statement. Blessed are those who have believed even though they have not seen. And so I want that, those blessings, man, prayer is part of that. Prayer is part of that. You know, and, uh, and I, some of these I didn't give you, so don't worry about, if, you, if I didn't give them, don't worry about pulling it up. But in Jude 20, it tells us that we are to build up ourselves on our most holy faith. How do I do that? Praying. If you feel weak in the faith, it might be a lack of prayer. Just like if you get weak in your body, it's a lack of eating. Well, uh, well, oh, my blood sugar's getting low. Hey, eat a Snickers. Do something, man. Take care of it. You will. Well, a little weak in your faith, pray. I ain't talking about, hey, God, can you help me out of this? I'm talking about pray. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit. Pray to you. Pray. Don't please don't let the only time you've ever talked in tongues be when you received it. Spend time in prayer, praying in the Holy Ghost, because it says that the Holy Ghost will pray for things that we don't when we don't know what to say. That it will pray and intercede for us, and the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. So we need to pray in the Holy Ghost. In Luke chapter twenty-two, Jesus was talking to Peter. And he said, Peter, Satan has desired, desired to have you to sift you as wheat. Here's what I'm going to do to help you. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. Prayer and faith and faith building and, and faith staying in there are all connected. You know, you could pray that same prayer for somebody. I'm praying that you can't pray faith into them. You're praying that their faith doesn't fail. So you begin to pray, God, give them faith. 
Lord, that's why I've said lately, we're praying for all of our people with cancer. That, that, look, we're praying for healing, sure, but during this journey, God, don't let their faith fail. Oh, let their faith stay in there. I, I have prayed that their faith fail not. In the book of James, chapter 5, these are more open rewards and things that we see through prayer, James 5 and 14. Is there any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. Let them pray. If you're sick, let them pray. Let somebody pray. Let somebody call on the Lord. Let somebody intercede. Let somebody touch heaven. Let somebody have words out of their heart, across their lips, straight to God in faith that this person be healed. Pray. And the prayer of faith. What's going to happen? The prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise him up. And if he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Something's going to happen when God's people pray. I want to make sure that I am working on being a better praying vessel. I believe if there is one area in our walk is that we could work on is prayer. Because for some reason, it seems like prayer is the most difficult action. I believe it comes right in second place to Bible reading probably. Because people, it's like... I'm not a good reader. There's always a reason why they don't. I, I just don't, I can't read good. I, I, reading, I, I fall asleep or I don't get it. So I'm just, I'll listen to you preach, Pastor, but I just don't read my Bible. You need to read your Bible. You need to find some way to get around that. You know, it's just like people that they start working out, they're trying to start a new healthy. Man, it took me about six months, but I finally got it. I got in that routine. Now I'm good. Oh, if we could spend that kind of energy on getting our spiritual walk straight. You know what, it might be difficult, but I am going to sit down at least one hour a day and read my Bible. Or I'm going to sit down, I'm going to take at least one hour a day and I'm going to pray. I'm going to, if I just sit there in silence, that for one hour, it's just going to be prayer time. And do that, and you know what, after a while, you won't miss it. You'll be like, oh, oh no, I've got to pray. I gotta, I, I've got to have my prayer time. I've got to, I've got to do other things that uh, I've been practicing, and this is part of my walk now. It's part of my life now. And you know what you're going to see? Results, 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 results. Just like if you were to say, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm going to start going to the gym one hour every day. And you know what you're going to see? Results. Well, it'll be the same way if you work on your prayer and your fasting and your reading and these spiritual things of God. You're going to start seeing results. And you can be like, man, I thought that stuff went away with that them praying grandmamas. You know what? Lord Terry's, you might be a praying grandmama one day. Where's all the praying grannies going to be at if we stop praying? Or the praying granddad is going to be at if we stop praying? Yeah. Yeah. I want our kids one day to say, whoo, I made it because I had a praying grandmama. Well, if we stop praying, they won't be able to have that testimony. So we need to pray because it works. And so the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. There's a lot of things going on in that last sentence. 
fervent prayer, passionate prayer. You got to believe what you're saying. You got to feel what you're saying. You got to have something going on in there. It can't just be like, you know, it's just like when you tell that person you love, you love them. I hope you feel something when you say it. Because if you don't, they know it. <laughs> Believe me, yeah, you want that emptiness. I'm talking about, man, you, you won't be going empty to God. There ought to be some passion yeah. talking to the one that saved you. Right, yeah. <laughs> there ought to be, man, gratitude ought to just be flowing out of you. Yeah. Do you know, Lord, I would be dead? Yeah, he knows everything. Do you know how lost I'd be? Do you know that I'd probably be in prison or rehab or, or worse if it hadn't been for you? You know how many people say, I wouldn't have kids today if it wasn't for you. I wouldn't have a marriage today if it wasn't for you. I wouldn't have a job today if it wasn't for you. When you get down to talk to him, I don't know what to say. Are you kidding me? The life you've got right now came from him, and you ain't got nothing to say? You going to heaven one day, and you ain't got nothing to say? You got the Holy Ghost from heaven inside, and you ain't got nothing to say? You can't think of one thing to cross your lips to the one that washed you in his blood. Woo, help us, Jesus. Yeah, so, the, so these are things we've got to work on. Fervent prayer in a righteous man or woman. Hey, we've got to live right, live by the word, and be the kind of vessel that can pray them kind of prayers. And that's not as hard as it, we're making it out to be. Live by his word. Love him. Keep his commandments. Part of that is, hey, it, it doesn't mean uh, it is, a righteous man is not a man without mistakes. Would you not say that Abraham was righteous? Yeah, he was. He had mistakes. What about David? Righteous? Yeah, he had mistakes. It's not about his people. Righteous people are repentant people. Yeah. People that are righteous are repentant people. So I want to make sure that I am, you know, our righteousness comes by faith in him. You know what the Bible says about him? If I confess my faults, he is faithful to forgive me. If I sin, I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. So uh, my righteousness is by faith in him. Not just faith that he's going to take me to heaven one day, but faith that he'll forgive me while I'm walking this walk. People need to get that. Because you're going you're gonna to stump your toe sometimes on this walk. You're going to trip up and fall sometimes. And you're going to have to say, God, I'm sorry for what I've done. And if you can't say, I'm sorry, asking for forgiveness is part of that prayer. And forgive us today. Forgive me today for what I've done. Have I done anything? Don't even ask that question you have. Just go ahead and pray it. Don't Pray it by faith. Just have faith you've done something. And just pray, God, forgive me, God, and know that I have rolled my eyes or I've said something or scowled or, you know, because if I didn't say it, I, I portrayed it. And say, really? So uh, I don't want to offend nobody. I don't want to be a stumbling block. I want to help people out. So I want to start seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. It said Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, just like us. He was a man, flesh and blood. He prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. He prayed again. The heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. He prayed for some things to stop, and they stopped. Well, that's great. There's a lot of things we'd love to see stop. Pray 
for it to stop and then prayed for something to start and something started. In other words, he's just letting us know that, hey, he was a man. Yes, he was a prophet, and he's in your Bible, and we like, wow, he was so great. All the things he did, man, it's incredible. You know what he's saying? He's just like you and me. He had to pray just like we do, and he had to have faith just like we do. The first mention of prayer in the Scripture is a man praying for somebody else to be healed. In Genesis chapter 20 and verse 17, Abraham prayed unto God and God healed Abimelech. Now God had already told Abimelech, said, you look, this guy's a prophet. He's a man of God. He's going to pray for you and he, you're going to be healed. This is the first time in the scripture recorded that there is a miracle coming from prayer. Abraham prayed unto God. That's who we, we pray to God. And God healed Abimelech, his wife, made service, and they bare children. I'm telling you from the beginning, now Abraham's a father of faith. He's a father of us all. Well, let's follow our father's example. Pray for people. Pray and believe God. Pray unto God. And let's see God do miraculous works. It can happen. And so that the very first instance we read of prayer is that it produces it produces an open, viable reward. People could see. Man, they having babies everywhere. Believe me, they knew God had done something. All that crying going on, they knew God was doing something. We need to pray and believe that something is going to come from our prayers. I'm trying to, to, to hustle. In Luke 11 and 1, Jesus, his disciples, they were so... Uh, desirous of this that they asked him said would you teach us to pray lord you know just like john's disciples taught he taught his disciples to pray would you teach us how to pray it was you know uh, so hey guess what if you came into this walk and you came into this new life and you're like i don't really know how to pray they was walking with him and said we need to know how to pray we we sitting down to eat lunch with him we watch him walk on water and turn water into wine, and we still are saying, teach us how to pray because prayer is something we've got to have right. I can't mess up on this. I can't afford to try to wing this and just think I am a natural. Teach me how to pray. And so he did, and that's what he will do, and God will help you. But he gave us examples in the Scripture we can follow. He gave us that uh, the, the prayer. We go back to Matthew 6. Uh, we'll find out what he just told them in Luke 11. As our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We pray to God. It's a dialogue, yeah. not a monologue. Right. Yeah. It ain't just, God, sh- listen to me now. I'm going to lay it all out there. And then I'm going to spend all this time. Remember, Jesus said, don't, don't stand there cause, like those vain people because they think they shall be heard because of their much speaking. You know what always happens when somebody's talking too long? Oh, yeah. You tune them out. I heard about the first five minutes, but I know this phone call is going to be an hour and a half. Phone's right here. I'm all the way on this side of the room. Yeah. Because I know that you're just going to say nothing for an hour and a half. You don't have to say nothing for an hour and a half. You don't have to, oh, i got to just turn it over and over and over and over again. Say, yeah, how many times have you said that in one prayer? 
God hears you. You say it the first time. Remember that old song, He Heard You the First Time? Come on, I'll get y'all to sing that. Come on up. That's on a cassette tape that we got somewhere. Oh, Daniel praying. Hey, Daniel, God heard you from the beginning. It just took a while. Sometimes it takes a while. Pray. Believe God. Trust God. He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Then it's, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We pray so we can get kingdom minded. So that we can help unclog our mind from this world. We can unplug for a little bit and realize that uh, is the world tries to act like this is it. This is how it is. This is the reality. But the reality is I'm connected to a kingdom. The reality is I'm saved by the king of kings and lord of lords. I'm, I'm saved by the one that's going to rule. I, I, so that's the reality. So I want to get kingdom minded so I can see heaven on earth. You know that when he walked on this earth, they saw heaven on earth. They saw miracles and signs and wonders. And in the midst of this world, somebody that had a connection with God was doing something completely different. It was like that in the days of Noah. The world was wicked. Everybody's marrying, giving in marriage, eating and drinking, just having a good old time. But there was one area in the world where there was a man working on an ark. Why are you doing that? Because God gave me the instruction. How come you don't come hang out with us, Noah? Because I don't do those kind of things. And there was this man who had a connection and said, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And, and, and so he was uh, right there different than everything else. He was kingdom-minded. He was, I'm doing the work of the king. I'm going to do, right here on earth, I'm going to take a plan that came from heaven. That's what we can do. As it was in the days of Noah. We can take a plan that came from heaven and see heaven or see something built on this earth. There'll be something that people can see. If we will do all the things that God has instructed us to do, this world will not be able to deny. Let me tell you, they could walk around and maybe they didn't understand it. Maybe they thought he was crazy. But you cannot deny there is a giant boat where there wasn't no giant boat. There's a forest missing now because this man's cut it down and built this boat. There's a difference and if the church starts doing everything that God has commanded and we are really working on the building and we are working on the body, friend, let me tell you, they might not like it, they might not understand it, they might not get on board with it, but you cannot deny that something strange is going on. Something's happening. And that's being kingdom minded. Praying will get you kingdom minded so you don't care what the world thinks. You don't care what your school friends think. You don't care what your work partners think you know that you have heard from God Noah hey man I've always liked you quit people are talking they think you're crazy let them think I'm crazy God told me to build this ark and it's gonna rain what is rain Noah see never seen rain they had never seen rain and so we're talking to people about things they've never even seen and all we can say is wait and see it's gonna happen said they knew not until one day they knew. So here we go. I mean, I got way, whew, that was a little off ramp on that message. Kingdom minded, see heaven on earth. Give us this day our daily bread. Something to, is not just, okay, hey, just give me one day. It's, that word daily means for continuance. 
give me what I need so I can continue. And I'm going to pray again tomorrow for the next day and the next day and next day. Give me this day my daily bread. I want, I want my daily bread. We're supposed to continue in prayer. Luke 18 and 1, he taught a parable that men ought to always pray and not to faint. Don't faint. Don't stop. Don't get weary in well-doing. Always pray. Don't quit. Don't give up. That don't mean pray until you faint. Ephesians 6 and 18 that we pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Praying when? Always. Always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. What's that? The Holy Ghost. Ain't that what we heard a while ago? Building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Colossians chapter 4 in verse, uh, verses 2 and 3. He told us to continue in prayer. He was asking for prayer. Continue in prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving. And then he said in the next verse, with praying, with also pray, praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I'm also in bond. So he's saying prayer can open doors. Prayers can make a way. Continue in prayer. And then uh, just plain and right to the point, very short sentence, but what it means, what it says, First Thessalonians 5 and 17. Pray. Without ceasing. The only thing that we pray without, we, don't, we, we make sure we pray in faith, pray with compassion, but we pray without ceasing. Leave ceasing alone. Just keep praying. Pray in your heart. That's like his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Keep, keep a praise in your heart. You know, speaking to yourself in psalms and spiritual things. And, uh, but pray without ceasing. We can't do it without prayer. I know that I'm going to go to sleep tonight, and I won't be praying while I'm sleeping. I will be dreaming, maybe. I don't know, but I'll be sleeping. That's not what he's trying to say here. He's letting the church know you cannot stop being a praying body. That's why we encourage Monday night prayer so much for, for everybody to come because we can't make it if we're not a praying church. We need to pray together and, and pray for one another. So pray without ceasing, and then uh, give us this day our daily bread. And then he says, forgive us our debts as we forgive the, our debtors or forgive those who trespass against us. And, and so in our praying, we write ourselves with God. We cleanse ourselves of faults. We confess our faults, and he's faithful to forgive us. We're, you know, he, he says in one place, come and let us reason together. And so he gets rid of those stains, those blood stains, those crimson blood stains, and makes you white as snow. He, I've said this before when it tell, told us to keep our garments unspotted from the world. That doesn't mean that they don't ever get spotted, but you keep them unspotted. That means you wash them, just like your clothes. If they, you know, you buy a pair of jeans, uh, guys. Uh, I hope you wash them every once in a while, but go ahead and wear them for about six months without washing them. They're gonna be dirty. You know how you keep them clean? You wash them after you wear them because guys are stinky. They need to wash their clothes. So wash your clothes. Keep them unspotted. That's how you get Oh, I got something on them. What are you going to do? Put it in the washing machine. When you're eating that barbecue and that sauce hits your lap, into the, you, know, you don't want to wear that tomorrow. They're dirty. Wash it. Same thing with our, this garment that he gave us. Wash it. Keep it clean. Keep it unspotted from this world. And then um, 
So I'm, I'm lost my place where I'm at. So forgive us our debts, so we forgive those, our debtors. And then he, he starts talking about temptation. Lead me not into temptation. Prayer helps with temptation. We've already talked about how it works on the heart and mind. And in uh, James 1 and 12, it said, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. So there's something coming when you endure it. When he's tried to receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Well, Peter said, 2 Peter 2 and 9, the Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptations. So God knows how to get us out of these temptations. But listen, it's coming. Now, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13 There has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Prayer is going to get you out of temptation. Prayer is going to help you. You know, we we talk about uh, this way of escape. That way of escape is prayer. Listen, we think that, well, God made a way of escape, so I'm clean out of here, and there's nothing else going on. He said, I'm going to make a way of escape so you can bear it. Sometimes an escape is not an actual getaway to where you never see what's going on again. It's just like Paul praying for those thorns in his flesh. Oh, no. Paul, you're going to keep them thorns because my grace is sufficient. That's the window. That's the way of escape that you can bear it. My grace is sufficient and when uh, you're weak, then you're actually strong. And so what he's saying here is that this temptation that comes, you ever prayed for something maybe that you're tempted with and you don't realize why you still pray for that still? Maybe you're not giving into it, but you're still praying, God, help me with that. Prayer is keeping you away from it. So you don't stop praying. Now, sometimes God will take urges away. I used to drink Every single day. I mean, I got to a point to where I drank every day, and I enjoyed it. I ain't going to lie. If I didn't enjoy it, I would have done it. But later, I would stop and buy something to drink on the way home. I'd drink uh, at night. I'd drink the next day. I didn't care what time of day. I drank every single day. I enjoyed drinking. That's what I did. It was, just, it was part of it. But God took that away. I don't even, I promise you, I have not been tempted one time to even take a sip. If I smell it, it just, ugh, I can't even stay. I don't even like to smell cough medicine because it reminds me of some of that nasty stuff we used to drink. But there are times where there are temptations in people's lives that, man, it just seems like it's always knocking on my door. Are you opening it? No. You know why? Because you're praying. And blessed is the man that endureth temptation. The Lord knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. You know how he does? Prayer. When you're praying, God, keep me from this. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Do you think that means it's going to stop knocking on your door? No. Prayer, we've already said it, it keeps your heart and it keeps your mind. It keeps you in a right place. Young people really need to get that. Pray. Because they get tempted with so many things. So remember, God has given us prayer to keep our hearts and minds. And so that's where temptation works the hardest. Prayer is a way of escape so we can bear it. We need to make sure we are praying. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 26 and 41. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. How can I enter into something that's not there? 
You know what? It's there. He said, watch and pray so you don't enter into it. Don't just watch. Oh, I'm just, I'm looking so I won't get. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Because some people will walk wide-eyed straight into it. Because if you don't pray, you don't have no godly direction. Your faith is weak. Your spirits are not weak. What did he tell Peter? When he saw him, he kept falling asleep. The flesh is, in, or the spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. And he told them, so, you know, he, they couldn't even stay awake long enough to pray with him. So watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. I think that's the end. I'm coming to the end, baby. If you want to come to the music, we watch and pray. There's so many benefits to prayer. So many things that come with prayer. We, we, we need to make sure that we are soul winners. But you ain't going to be a good soul winner if you ain't praying. I want to be a good witness. You won't be a good witness if you ain't praying. I want to teach Bible studies. It's hard to teach people if you ain't praying. You need to be praying. You need to pray for God to give you words. You need to make sure that you're praying for God to give you strength. God to encourage you. Know, man, pray for yourself. That God will encourage you and strengthen you. Pray to stay out of temptation. Pray in secret. Pray with your church. But pray. Be a praying child of God. Jesus expects his children to pray. When you pray, your father that seeth in secret, he's going to reward you openly. While everybody, everybody else sees you, they see one thing, but he's looking in that heart, and he's like, man, that's a heart after me. They desire me. That's why they have gotten down in a room where nobody else is at. They don't see angels. They don't see me. They don't see all. But they are praying to me. All of a sudden, across their lips comes my Father in heaven. I know that's me. They're talking to me. Hallowed be thy name. Are you... Lord God Almighty, or maybe you, I, man, I, sometimes I just go through, I'm praying, I'm just praying, I'm like, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's still that, you know. That's not, nothing wrong by saying that. He's still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He said he, he would always be known by that name. And so I remember that. One place it said, the Lord is his name. So, I, Lord, I love you. And then I always make sure. I bring that name that's above every name. Jesus, help us. Jesus, strengthen my heart, strengthen my mind. Give me compassion. Lord, help me to do this. I can't do this on my own. Without you, I can do nothing. You know, and I'm just spilling it all out to him. Oh, was he there with you? He was. Did you see him? No. I don't know how tall he was. I don't know what color his hair was. Uh, none of that. What I do know is that he heard me. I love the Lord because he has heard my voice. Praying will do get things moving. Praying will do things. When Paul and Silas were in prison, it says, and they prayed. And they prayed and sang praises. And things started moving. Doors flew open. Chains fell off. People got saved. It wasn't just singing. 
And it wasn't just praying. It was praying and singing. They were working together. They were praising and praying. Because when you pray and you're talking to him, you can't help but have a praise. They knew who they was talking to. They knew they was talking to the one that could deliver them. They knew they was talking to the one that had called them. They had no doubts about that. They knew that he had died and rose from the dead. They knew who he was, what he had done, what he had filled them with. And so they prayed and man got so happy about the one they was praying to. They started singing, worshiping. Things start shaking. And before you know it, they're free. So many benefits to prayer tonight. And we've got to have it. If there's anything essential to the, to the church, it's prayer. Let's stand together tonight and just lift our hands together. I know I've, I've, I've gone on. They'll probably be letting go here in just a minute. But let's, let's make up in our minds and in our hearts, Lord, I'm going to work on being better in my prayer life. I'm going to do my best to set some time aside. And, and maybe you already do. I'm not scolding anybody. I'm just saying this is the area we want to work on. We want to make sure. God, I want to be a, I want to be a prayer warrior. I want, to, I want to be a prayer, God. Not, not for my glory. Not for a show. Not so anybody can see me. But, Lord, I want to touch heaven. I want to see thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. For, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. You've got all the power, God. And we're okay with that. We're okay with your will. And we're okay with you being in power. Lord, tonight we just want to do what you want us to do. And I know, God, that it's going to take prayer. Hallelujah. That it's going to take prayer. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, God, tonight we pray that you'll help us. Teach us, Lord, to pray. Teach us to be able to listen, Lord, to hear your voice. Teach us, God, to pray in the Spirit and to build up our most holy faith. God, teach us so that we can be a church, that we can be a light, that we can be what you need us to be in this last day, God. Lord, we want people to be able to see the evidence of you, the evidence of you. And we thank you tonight, God. And we love you tonight. In Jesus' name, bless us. Bless us to be prayers, Lord. In Jesus' name, glory to God. I love you, folks. Let's, let's, let's work on it. Let's be a praying church.